thank you for joining us for this next year turnaround restructuring and insolvency podcast series. We'll be exploring global issues that affect the world economy. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a selection of experts from around the world in firms that are all part of the Nexia International Network, and all of whom are leaders in turnaround, restructuring and insolvency. Nexia International is a leading global network of independent accounting and consulting firms. All of the experts appearing on this show can be contacted via the Nexia International website. Thank you. In this podcast, we are talking to Luke Broadhurst, who is CEO at Shard Media Group and responsible for the Global TRI Awards. Nexia TRI are delighted to be sponsoring the awards, and there's a lot of excitement about the impact these will have on the marketplace. So find out how you can enter and get some hot tips on how to win. So Luke, how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Rebecca. Um, yeah, just recovering from some knee surgery, so spending a bit more time at home, but the world has changed and it's uh, it's easy to still be able to work and, and be involved in, in podcasts like this um, much more easily than, than in previous years. Yeah, we don't let you off even with a leg <laughs> wrapped up. I saw you on LinkedIn, actually. Anybody who hasn't seen Luke's, um, Luke's profile on LinkedIn should go and see the poor man with his leg all strapped up on a stretcher. It's not good. There used to be a there used to be a game in football. Spot the ball where you put a cross where the uh, where the ball was. You can do spot the kneecap on where my <laughs> kneecap moved to in the knee, which is which is a bit which is a bit visual. But um, anyway, it's 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 repaired and um, and getting better now. So. Oh, I'm glad. I am glad. So you got your head back into your into your work again. And I mean, from where you sit, you've got a fantastic perspective over the industry. So I mean, what are you seeing? What do you think are the biggest challenges at the moment for people? in the industry? Well, if, if you look back over the, the previous decade, probably the biggest blocker to uh, to this industry having a, a heavy flow of work um, has been the economic environment and low interest rates, coupled with governments being quite benevolent towards companies. Um, so obviously debt's been cheap. Um, it's been easily to, easy to be able to source debt. Uh, so that's kept companies going that probably in a normal historical economic environment wouldn't carry on going. Uh, and then coupled with governments being a little bit more supportive of industries and people, perhaps because of things like the pandemic and uh, and other things as well. So you've, you've had these zombie companies that have, that have been created that at any other time in the last 40, 50 years would have been put through an insolvency process without question. Um, and they can't really get out from where they are because the level of debt is such that, that they're stuck where they are. Um, from what I hear in the industry, quite a few of these companies now are going through this natural process into insolvency. Not as many as you might expect, though, because the, the, um, they've still got debt in place, but it'll be, come to a point where they're trying to arrange new debt facilities to replace what they have. And that'll be the challenge. I'd say there's another angle as well beyond that macroeconomic issue for, for businesses. And this probably comes down to people. And, and I'll speak from a UK perspective here, which the number of insolvency practitioners in the UK has, has been declining slowly for, for quite some time. And I think from information I've had, I think it's dipped below 2000 uh, for the first time relatively recently. Okay. Um, whether that's because um, the work is moving into other types of accountants or people in the, in the various professions that, that serve this market, I'm not sure, but it just seemed that there is um, a, a kind of a looming personnel or recruitment issue as well. So they're probably the two different types of challenges, I would say. 
So something like the Netflix TRI awards that, that we're going to talk about today is probably quite good at promoting the industry, isn't it? Um, in terms of helping with recruitment, just from the profile that you'd get from it. Yeah, without question. And, and the, the, the TRI awards have, um, have always been very case study led by their very nature. So if you look at the entries, they're usually based around um, an example of a company or an individual for a firm working into a, a case. And, and, and they're fascinating to read and be involved in the judging process, actually, to hear the inside story of how companies are either, whether they've been through turnaround, restructured, or whether they've been through an insolvency process. So that's the, the T, the R and the I. It's the natural chronological issue that they go through. Case study led, Nexium have been a great partner in this as well. And, you know, we're, they're supporting us, particularly on the global tri awards. You know, we started the UK tri awards, I think, more than 15 years ago now. And they've grown from strength to strength by numbers, definitely the largest award program in, in Europe. Um, but we wanted to take that a little bit further. And so the global tri awards were launched. Uh, last year. Uh, so there are, I think, seven categories. They're presented as part of the gala dinner in, in London, where the UK Tri Awards are presented as well. And uh, and the idea of the global Tri categories is, is that they cross jurisdiction. Um, so in the past, we've only been able to cover a case that may have one foot in the UK and one in the US, or one foot in the UK and one in France, or just in the UK. Now the global Tri Awards mean that we can cover c- cases that are just in the US or in Latin America, Africa, Asia, MENA. Um, so that's uh, that's probably a, a big change in terms of of how we've done that. And Nexia are perfect in partnership for that because they've got this global network of tens of thousands of individuals and, and and the low thousands of companies who are part of their their network all trying to collaborate and work together. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so they're, they're happening at the same time in terms of the awards being given out, but the actual entries are different times, are they, for the global and the... No, no, it's, it's, it's roughly the same. There may, there may be a slight change, which is probably, to be honest, um, um, more of an admin issue for, for our team, just to make sure they can they can deal with the with the flow. <laughs> they're not too stressed out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 just like buying a, and just like buying an airline ticket uh, or a train ticket, it's cheaper to enter earlier um, than it is to leave it to the last minute. So, um, you know, obvious shout out to people to to, to get ahead of it <laughs> to um, and to enter. You know, the previous 18 months from the award gala dinner date, the 21st of November, the previous 18 months is the kind of qualifying period for, for, for a case. Right. So I feel being cynical. We're all very, very busy people. We've got lots of earning work to do. So why should a a firm put the time into entering? What's the real benefit for them? And have you seen anything with any previous winners that sort of really demonstrates the benefit of of winning an award? Yeah, I think there's one word that stands out, and and, and that is recognition. Um, And I've divided this into two. There's internal recognition and external recognition. And I think external recognition is has long been the main reason why people enter the wards. We're all very good in our different businesses of saying we're the best company at ABC or XYZ, we're the best law firm, we're the best debt provider, we're the best insolvency practitioner firm, we're the best technology provider. Is it true? Um, Well, you don't really know, do you? But everyone makes these bold claims. Um, I guess the point of an award programme is that if you have won an award and it's independent and it's well-founded, it has history and legacy, and it has a solid judging process, which is transparent, 
then that award does that job for you and it, it delivers that recognition and you should be proud of that. The big change I'd say in the last five years, maybe 10, is about internal recognition. Quick story about uh, somebody who uh, in a different award program of, of ours recently in a financial services one, the leader of a car finance lender, and he told me that the the two awards that their team had, uh, really wanted to win out of the different awards in the program that year, one was for the best company to work for, and one was the sustainability award. So it was all about looking inward to his um, company of several hundred staff, and he wants them to know that they work for a company that genuinely cares, yeah. that has a you know all sorts of great support and morale and atmosphere. Um, and also is a sustainable business and is very um, aware of their responsibility as a, uh, as, and I guess they're a car finance lender as well. So they can't avoid that. So that internal recognition is, um, is, is, is the, well, the same thing as the external, but it's, yeah. it's attracting the talent, isn't it? It's so difficult. Yeah. It's attracting it or retaining it. You know, I, I saw a, a presentation really recently on the different generations. And um, I was slightly surprised to see that the average Gen Z person these days expects to have five jobs in their first five years of their career which amazed me you know I I don't think you really get your head around a job until six eight months in no absolutely so the idea that you're then going to be thinking about moving on within about another two or three months of finally embedding yourself in a company in a role in a team is, is is a shock but if that's the way it's going to be then you know that 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 we as employers of, of people need to be aware of the differences in in those uh, in the generations and and to try and trying to make sure that we we retaining that talent we're training it and we're making it effective yeah no absolutely so what are the categories you talked about um sustainability there if we've got things like that in these categories the categories for um the tri awards uh, the global ones are a little bit more focused around the actual case studies and the work so probably the um, the two big ones in the global tri awards we've got the turnaround of the year um and so that uh, could be won by uh, it could be entered by uh, anybody who has been involved in a turnaround. It could be a private equity firm. It could be a debt provider. It could be an insolvency practitioner. It could be a law firm. Um, but that's uh, and and that's uh, from small to large businesses. So that's and you can imagine that being quite a sexy um, category yeah. to put in your presentation decks and to promote once you've won it. Uh, there's another one called the International Firm of the Year. Um, which probably you know speaks for itself. The criteria for that you've got to be in numerous um, uh, different cities and, and regions in the world. So it's probably only open to sort of the giants that are in this industry. But even they would like to be known that they stand out from amongst the rest as international firm of the year. Um, and then beyond that, then there are some awards for individuals. So there's a reward for um, corporate restructuring lawyer of the year. And then there are some team awards uh, for things like corporate rescue of the year, legal team uh, or insolvency team of the year. But then some of the bread and butter is quite interesting. So we've got things like corporate rescue of the year, corporate rest- restructuring IP of the year as well. So you can see how it's some of it, some of, some of this is for companies, some of it is for individuals and some of it's for teams. Yes. And, and that's probably how we try to split the categories to make sure we're covering the um, uh, the ground Uh, effectively and and appropriately. So what sort of criteria do you look for when you're judging these categories? Um, It depends what it might be. Uh, So that international firm of the year, you know, that that I mentioned before, I mean, quite clearly there, the criteria is going to have to be 
is about having the, the footprint, um, you know, a fair yeah. part of the world that you would deem it to be international. Um, and I think we ask them to be in at least three of the macro regions of the world. Um, they've also got to be then working on cases of scale. You know, as an example, I think, you know, there was a, a winner of the of, of one of the, the awards and the, the Tri Awards a few years ago, uh, a European firm, I think based in Croatia, but they were based in 27 different European countries. Um, so, you know, genuine scale. And it was a huge, huge, I think, a seven billion euro restructuring. So, you know, it's, that that would reflect that category. But then if you looked at something like um, corporate restructuring lawyer of the year, that's for an individual They've got to be a, uh, either a, a lawyer within a law firm or they may be a lawyer within a different type of firm. So it could be a lawyer within a bank. It could be a lawyer within a, an IP firm or a consultancy firm. But they do have to be a lawyer. And then they would have to demonstrate that they'd worked on a, you know, what would deem to be a corporate restructure. So that would be off scale. So corporate in this sense, you would probably follow some of the bank's def- definitions of what a corporate is in yeah. terms of size and scale. To, to reflect the the size of the job that was done so yeah so it's things like that does that make sense yeah no absolutely and what sort of tips would you give someone who wants to enter what you know just in terms of the way they they approach it and how they write their entry uh so i'll pick up on that phrase first writing the entry read read and this, this sounds really obvious read the entry criteria <laughs> and when it says 500 words no more than 500 you can do a few <laughs> Don't write 3,000. Uh, we get probably 125, 150 entries each year. We have a panel of 25 judges. So they don't read all of them because we split them up, but they probably get to look at 30 to 35 entries each. They don't want to be reading 3,000 words. Um, <laughs> part of the skill here is about keeping it within a within an appropriate number as well. If you can't get the the essence across in 500 words, then, um, then probably not worth putting it in. Um, to read the criteria, uh, evidence, statistics, uh, proof. This this is a judging uh, judging panel of great experience and different roles and types of companies from across the the industries that that, that serve this uh, this great sector. And there's huge integrity there, but they still want evidence. Anybody who works in turnaround, restructuring, or insolvency, these people are used to looking at for uh, companies and companies' accounts. Um, and they look for evidence there. So they're going to be looking for evidence in your award entry as well. So make sure you provide it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So just to round up then, how do you enter on the, is it an online form? Yeah, it's all online as you would expect. Um, so go to trystrategy.co.uk um, and then follow the events tab at the top. And it's fairly explanatory from there. I won't navigate you through the whole thing. So yeah, no, trystrategy.co.uk and follow the events tab so that's the way to uh, that's the way to enter and if anybody's got questions is there someone they can ask them through the website or yeah they can ask through the website there's also contact details there so there are two key people in our business that look after this Iwana Damu runs the awards business for us. So Iwana uh, oversees everything and Grace Delahunty works with Iwana. So Grace um, and, and Iwana would be there to help. Uh, they can either be contacted by phone or you can send them a message uh, through the website or you can email them as well. All the details are on there um, and they'll be able to sort of guide you through it. And actually it might be worth saying as well, you don't have to do all of the entry in one go. Probably the people who, most effective with their award entries 
you can start it and save it and go back, you know, like any website, you can create an account with us. Um, and then, you know, so you don't have to do it all in one go. And you, it may well be, it's a little bit like uh, my daughter's doing GCSEs at the moment. Revision is best done little and often. Uh, and award entry is probably the same as well. So, <laughs> I think that's very true. Whenever I've done one, that's absolutely true. <laughs> you need to go and think for a little while, don't you? Exactly. And when you go back and read what you've put, you'll think, well, okay, I didn't quite mean it that way. I'm going to rephrase the the previous paragraph but um yeah nothing like a period of reflection uh to to make sure that you've 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 put it across in the way that you wish to no that's brilliant well thank you so much luke it's been great to see you and i'm glad that you're on the mend so uh look after yourself and don't jump around too quickly <laughs> no i won't do but uh, but the awards the award gala dinners on the 21st of november I, I will definitely be there then bar an absolute disaster so um yeah look forward to uh, to meeting old uh, colleagues and uh, old contacts and, and new yeah that's in london 21st november so uh, yeah look forward to having it as many people involved as as we possibly can no that's brilliant lovely to see you luke you take care thanks rebecca that's great nice to talk to you thank you so much for joining us this podcast was brought to you by the nexia turnaround restructuring and insolvency business group The group was formed to bring together financial, legal and operational expertise from across the Nexia network to support global clients and international business at times of operational challenges and financial distress. If you want to get in touch with any of our speakers, then please click the link accompanying this podcast or visit the Nexia website. All views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. You're advised to seek professional advice if you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation.